Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Famula One. I'm your host, Jamie. I'm here with my sister, Jack. Hi, everybody. Um, welcome back, Jack, once again. Thank you. Um, big week, even though we didn't have a race weekend. I know, so a lot of stuff came out of last week. Yeah, a lot of stuff. First thing, incredibly timely, considering last week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I guess we, we can jump right into it. I mean, um, Andretti's bid to or, or expression of interest has been approved by the FIA. Which is huge, which is awesome. I mean, it's exciting. Again, you know, we talked about this last week, right? It doesn't mean that they'll be able to join the grid. But it is a step in the right direction, right? It is still really exciting. There's just still a lot that they have to overcome in terms of um, mainly financial resistance yeah. from other teams. So. Yeah, because it seems like everyone that I saw like online were super supportive of it, of having an 11th team, having Andretti join. Um, maybe that is because of his background in F1 and just motorsport in general. Hopefully mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, it just seems like an internal pushback. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's they, they have the the support for sure. I think the I haven't seen really any like fan be like I don't want Andretti because like why would you not want Andretti? Like that's it's gonna be it would be sick. It's gonna be so sick. I think the issue comes from one, you know, dilution of prize money, and then just dilution of like the share that each team would then have in Formula One, right? and dilution of, of ad revenue and things like that. Um, so I don't think all hope is lost. I think, um, you know, in, I referenced this interview last week, but I didn't really share this part of it, but the interview that Christian Horner did about this, where he says like, you know, it, it's the financial issue and, and all of that. He was say, basically saying like, we just need to sit down and come to a solution. Okay. So, I don't think all hope is lost. There's also been like, which this I think is all conjecture and rumor, but like some people have been like, well, maybe Andretti's just going to buy Alpine. Oh, which is surprising to me. I haven't heard. I feel like I hadn't been hearing that Alpine was going to be selling until all of a sudden people were like, well, Andretti's just going to buy Alpine. (laughs) Surprised. (laughs) So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And I, I, I think Gunther has been pretty, um, outspoken about it too, about not mm-hmm. wanting a 11 team, but he just doesn't want another American team that's going to lean into being an American team. Yeah. Like this Andretti would be, I think it also would be recognized as a more American team one because of their presence in like IndyCar and things like yeah. that. I mean, Haas has presence in NASCAR, but um, two Andretti's plan is to have their development in America in their factory in America which then I think it just, you know, the tie is closer then, right? Like their staff is going to be more American, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. see. And then other news came out recently that Apple is talking with F1 about exclu- having exclusive coverage of races and all things F1. Yeah. If, if I have to buy another streaming service to watch F1, I'm going to be pissed. This also, like, this confused me because I was like, doesn't Sky Sports have a similar exclusivity thing? They do. I I think it's running out. So this is a competing bid. I think so. 
Um, I, I also, I don't like change, but this is just emphasizing it. I don't want to lose Martin Brundle. I don't want to lose Jensen. I don't want to lose Nico. Like I like my guys. Yeah. I like hearing their voices. And I know well, what I'm going to get. And you know, what would, I just, I like, it would actually probably not to be dramatic, but ruin my life. If we had to start watching races without Crofty's lights out and why we go. <laughs> literally um yeah this is a an interesting one i also just worry about any sort of like new streaming situation i feel like the setup that we have right now works great for me i i'll keep i'll keep mine or but i also wonder like what are the specific terms of this going to be because like f1 tv does that just mean like f1 tv is going to become owned by apple F1 TV is streamed through Apple then? Well, I mean, you can stream the races now on F1 TV. Right. So then it would just be like, yeah, I think it would still be the same. Cause like, like I, and I'm, I think you do the same. I watch through YouTube TV, which I think is actually ESPN. Yeah. They're on ESPN. And then it's like the coverage actually though, like the commentary and stuff during the races is Sky Sports. Mm Mm-hmm. It seems very, I don't know. As it needs to stay. It yeah. Stay that way. Um, yeah, but no, what? I like this idea and I actually hate it the more that we're talking about it. So. <laughs> okay, well then we'll talk about something else, which yeah. is really fun. It's race week. Yay! Finally! And not only is it race week, it's a night race week. And a sprint race week. And a sprint, it's, it's like incredible. You get like a three in one. Yeah. And yeah, for, especially for, you know, our East Coast friends, like Jax and I, um, races at what, 1 p.m.? 1 p.m.? What a luxury. <laughs> what a luxury. <laughs> one, I think it's like 1, one thirty. Yeah, I think. Shootout, I think, starts at 9. It's yeah, the sprint, sh- the shootout is like the earliest thing, and that's still like completely doable hour. Yeah. Sorry, West Coast, who's going to be watching that at 6, but. Yeah, but I mean, that's. Not that bad. I mean, considering the last two races, we had like what was one was like 1 a.m., the other one wasn't at like 8 a.m. or something like that. Yeah. And then, well, we are, I think, insane. And we watched qualifying for Japan, which was two. Yeah. Yeah. It was worth it. It was so worth it. It was such a good quality. That one was funny too, because I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay up and do it. I just yeah watch it and I texted you as it started expecting you to see it in the morning and you texted me back and you're like no I'm up (laughs) yeah gotta stay up gotta show your support um some things we will not be seeing sadly in Qatar this week it Daniel Ricardo will not be making his return um turns out his injury is a little bit more complicated than they anticipated so Liam Lawson will be back on the grid for this race so, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to have Liam back for another race. Um, I think it sounds like Christian's was, it started with like, they were saying Qatar and then, then it moved to like Qatar or Austin. And now it almost sounds like it may even be after Austin. Which is, I want Daniel to race in Austin. That's like his second home race. It's yeah. just another home race for Daniel. But I do think, I mean, part like the stress of it, 
I feel a little better about because he's already has the seat, right? So yeah. it's not like he has to come back and prove himself again, right? He has that seat. So that's okay. Um, but as he needs to be back for Vegas. Like he needs to be yeah. back for Vegas. He, yeah, he birthed that, didn't he? Yeah. He said that out loud. So if we can't get him for Austin, we need him for Vegas. That's for sure. Yes, 100%. And then Max can win the driver's championship. He needs what, yeah. like three points? Yeah, it'll be a fun, fun weekend. I mean, this is, um, you know, lots of big stuff happening. I mean, again, this is one of those, like, unless there's more horrifying chaos, like Max will win the championship this week. He could win it in the sprint, I think. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which, how crazy would that be? It would be, it would just be so funny because if he wins it in the sprint, which I mean, he probably will, right? Like, yeah. Then this will be like the third time. I guess this will be more normal than the last ones, but it'll be like the third time where it's like he doesn't have like the normal race ends and I won it. <laughs> yeah. Because twenty one, there was that whole thing. Twenty twenty two, he didn't think he won it because there was this whole like he won it in Suzuka and the race was was red flagged and they didn't do all the laps, so people were under the impression that there wouldn't be full points given. And then he finds out in the cool down room that he won but yeah but he still has his towel in his hand like are you sure i don't know (laughs) the the clip he's like it's like oh so are you the champion yet or not and he's like haha no i'm not and then they're like no can you go like sit in the room and take the picture of being a champion he's like but i'm not am i (laughs) i am so, I mean, the sprint, even if he does, I, you know, this will be more normal than that, I guess. But still, it's not like the typical full race podium champion. <laughs> yeah. Again, another weird one for Max Verstappen. Um, but we have pretty much every driver committed next year, except for the second Williams seat. Yes. They still have not announced if they are going to be looking elsewhere or if they're going to give logan sweet sweet logan another chance um they did come out saying that they do want him and james uh val how do you say his last name vowels vowels just as it's spelled he uh did admit to throwing logan in too soon so he says this quote this is very much on us as well we have taken someone straight from f2 without any significant testing put him a day and a half in Bahrain in this car and then wished him, wished them well on a season that has been awfully challenging for rookies. Unquote. Which this, I mean, this is, goes back to like, I love James Vowles and I love the way that he approaches things like this and how direct and honest he is with everybody. Um, and it's true, right? Like Liam was a, or Logan. Oh my gosh. Too many L names. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Logan was a, a rookie in F2 last year. Oh. Was pulled right into Formula One where he had not had the same level of testing as, like, say, Oscar or yeah. Nick DeVries. Like, he didn't he, – he, he was thrown in the deep end. And so um, I think these comments – you know, I think also in this interview, he said, we want to keep him. He knows what he has to do for us to keep him. So it doesn't sound like it's a done deal. It sounds like, you know, he needs to still 
reach certain goals for them to re-sign him, but they are that is what they are wanting to do. Doesn't it seems like they will be giving him every opportunity to perform before they sign somebody else, which does make me happy. Yeah. I I they're like, not like they're not like Red Bull. <laughs> exactly. I like that they're recognizing like yeah, he's we put him in a, a tough situation, right? Um, and they're trying to work with him, which is nice. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see. As a side note, also, I don't know if you've seen this on TikTok, but there's been like a recent like surge of sad Logan Sargent edits. That yeah. oh my gosh, like <laughs> they're usually to like. Um, to like making the bed or Lacey, those two songs from Olivia Rod- Rodrigo's new album. You're gonna say something else, like in the arms of an angel. You know that, like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they are so like they get me every time. Like I literally have gotten to the point because then I would like watch them and like be like, oh, this is so sad. Then I think TikTok was like, you want to see more of these, and now I'm like, no, I don't actually. Like I have to scroll really fast because they make me very sad. Yeah, you got you can't let it pick up on that in the algorithm. You yeah. gotta keep going. No, 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 no. And finally, for news this week, Fernando has spoken out saying that he wants a different qualifying structure. He mm-hmm. likes the idea of it just being one round, and he thinks that it will help with safety issues, recent driver PA behavior, like impeding mm-hmm. on the track, and also help with traffic on the track. Yeah, so I think I saw this. Wasn't he referring to like a flying lap format? Yeah. Um, which, I mean, IndyCar does this for certain tracks. It's not their normal quality format for like, they don't use it for like street and road courses. They typically just use it for ovals. So I think it would be interesting to see how this works at a street and a road course. Um, I love that format. I think it's really exciting. Um, essentially, flying lap format, for those that are not familiar, it's essentially drivers will go out and they will do like a, a, a warm up lap and then they'll do one, two, three, four, whatever, however many flying laps. And then the average of those number of laps, or if you're just doing one, your lap time then is your quality time. Um, so that's put it, and then you just go down the grid and that's how everybody slots in. I love this format. I'd be curious to see how it would work in Formula One. Do you, you like that? Well, do you like it because of IndyCar? IndyCar does it. Well, yeah, I like, I I like watching it in IndyCar. I would assume that I would like watching it in Formula One as well. I'd be curious to see how it would work for sure. You are not. As I said previously in this episode, I'm not a huge fan of change. (laughs) I like what I like. And qualies are one of my favorite things to watch. I think I might this is going to be like sacrilegious, but I might like watching like qualies this year more than the actual race. Cause we know usually how the race is going to end. Well, I think the, the quali has provided a lot more entertainment overall this year than, than races. Like we've yeah. had the, the really exciting, some really exciting Q3s this year. Yeah. We've seen a lot of people in Q3s that we did not expect for them to be there. And We've had some polls that weren't Red Bull. So, yeah, yeah, I do. I really like qualifiers. They're one of of my favorite things. I I would be down to to test out the the flying lap. I think it's fair. It's not Mm – 
it, it's not favoriting anyone or anything like that. So, yeah. We'll see. I mean, yeah, I, I, I would like to see it. I think it's, it, it's even specifically if we do something like for the 500, they do four flying laps. So you go out, you do your warm up, then you do four flying laps. It's the average. They do average speed, but I would assume we do lap time. Um, and then if you're not happy with your time, you can queue up and go again. But if you go again, you can't be like, oh, no, I liked my time from before better. And it's really entertaining. So it's like gambling a little bit. That's crazy. That would be fun. That would be really cool. And I see what Fernando's saying because there was a ton of traffic in Singapore. The street races are already tight. Mm-hmm. So it, I get it. And traffic, I feel like, has been, I mean, particularly, and I, I feel like they talk about it a lot more this year, but the cars are so much bigger than they used to be. Yeah. So it's, traffic's an issue on several tracks, Monaco. I mean, like, you know. It has been for forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it would be fun to see. I, I'd be interested in it. Yeah, same. Um, but now that news, this is wrapping up our news section. Um, you know, speaking of, I mean, something like a new quality format. Oh, yeah. James and I were chatting and we thought this week would be a good time to run it back on one of our favorite ever episodes and pitch some new rules as if we were president of the FIA. We should be. Yeah. So essentially, these this are the rules. This is our campaign to be. This, yeah. Actually, this is us announcing that we are um, candidates or candidacy. Yep. Um, <laughs> so rules that we would implement if we were president of the FIA. A little different this time. We've done a few serious ones, which we'll start with, and then we'll go for the fun stuff. Yeah, I'm interested to hear what you had to say, even like with the serious ones. I think that's what I might be more interested to hear what your your thoughts are. My serious ones, I I don't think I'm I'm changing any lives on on these, but these were the first three that came to mind that I was like, these would all be useful. These are the things that I want to see. That's kind of what I I went for, but they're not groundbreaking in any way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So do you want to start out with your first series rule, Jack? I will. With, I don't think you're going to be shocked with this one. Anyone listening, you're not going to be shocked. Bring back all of the tire compounds. Oh, yeah. Oh, I I, kind of knew you were going to do that one. (laughs) I... I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a mini episode podcast just called Tire Talks where I can just talk about tires. <laughs> I love them, but yeah, I want the I want the options back mm-hmm. and the color variations. Yeah, I just you know the pink and the purple. Why did we have to pick the lame colors that got to stay? They are those slay. Those are amazing. Like why couldn't we pick the fun colored ones? Yeah, um, but yeah, I. I I'm with you 100% on that. I love, you know, anything that will add more fun. Right? More chaos. More chaos, more strategy decisions that have to be made. Yeah. Um, Sorry for Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> Let's listen to what Carlos has to say and just follow. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. I'd be like, they, they would be literally, it's what is it when you have like too many choices so you can't make any choice? It's like decision paralysis or something. Yeah. That would be every race. If anyone's read the defining decade, it's too many jars of jam. That's what they call it. 
Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But decision paralysis. Decision. Yeah. Um, my first serious rule, which I thought was fitting to bring this up now, as it is a sprint weekend, I want reverse grid sprint races. I had that too. <laughs> I knew we'd have at least one because it's not one that I ended up highlighting um, as my we're going to go with it. But mm -hmm. I had that one down because I, why not? Like the, I, again, this might be controversial. I'm a fan of a sprint weekend. I, anything that has like more stuff going on and I do occasionally watch free practice sessions, but not typically, I'm not typically watching those. Um, but I love that I get to turn on quality on a Friday and then I get to turn on a mini quality on a Saturday and then have a mini race and then have a full race. But the sprint race is really ends up just being like a preview of what's going to happen in the race. The quality for like the grid from sprint shootout to normal quality is usually not that different. And one way to make it even more entertaining and make it super cool is if we reverse the grid, because then that's not just a preview of the first end of the race, basically until the first pit stop. That is like, you know, Max Verstappen driving from the back and seeing how far he can get up in that shorter format and seeing how, how long, you know, those back marker cars can hold off the faster cars like that sounds so exciting. I want to see more competition. The gaps mm -hmm. would not be as big. Yeah. And I will say, you know, some drivers have really said that they're really against it. Lewis and Max, to name a couple, really are against it. That's because but, they win. <laughs> but Carlos was on the P1 podcast, P1 with Matt and Tommy, and he said that he'd like it. Oh, he really? watched it when they asked him what role he would change. He said reverse grid sprint races. I mean, why not? He and I are just on the same page. You guys are just so in love. We're <laughs> married already. I'll go into my second serious one. Yes. Which is same, not groundbreaking. Everyone is in points, not just the top 10. Oh, yes. So You're then always fighting no matter what position you are. Mm-hmm. So then, it's a little bit more interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I know people are racing for, you don't want to come in last, but mm -hmm. a little extra. So in that case, is P21 point or is P20 zero points? I could be zero. And then does it go like, is P1 still 25 points or would you make the gaps bigger? Or have I, 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 I have not thought thought of answers to yet? I I think the maybe you know we've seen dominance. You talked about on the Mercedes podcast mm -hmm. of the Mercedes dominance. There was Ferrari dominance before that, and then there's now arguably Red Bull dominance. Mm -hmm. What if we close the gaps a little bit, make yeah. it a little bit more interesting, and give everybody not give everyone a chance but really just keep everybody in it all season long yeah like make it harder to run away with the title yeah exactly i i would agree i also think like that you know 
brings, you know, you uh, racing drivers are not just like, oh, I'm P16, so I'm just going to yeah. say P16. Like, they're fighting. They want to be P15. Yeah. So I would agree with that. I would like that. Um, my second serious one is um, another timely one. No more undNFing to serve penalties. <laughs> I know it's allowed. I know Sergio Perez and Red Bull didn't break any rules by doing it. But I don't like that rule. Are I don't think like it's allowed. Are you scared that everyone's going to do it now? Well, I actually, when I was looking up everything for this, I found an article from Sports Illustrated saying that the that the FIA is going to look into how to close that loophole. Yeah. So, I mean, it just I guess it's just a matter of how quickly they act versus if this happens again. Yeah. <laughs> like a driver gets a penalty and then DNFs or like in close succession. Um, but I think this is crazy because like the race is already done. So what is serving your penalty going to do? You should have to wait until the next race. Yeah. And I did also see, which I don't think I knew about this. The reason that they had him do that was actually because I guess there's a, the way that the rule is written, it states that if the time penalty is not served, in the race then the following race they could get a grid penalty yeah but that makes sense i guess like or just have them have like a five second penalty i don't really okay that's we're getting into semantics now that yeah. i just don't i don't think you should be allowed to undnf and rednf <laughs> and i will move on to my final serious one is we will use the old where is it zandvoort tracks Oh, we're going full Mario Kart. Heck yeah. I, I, I mean, Zanvort's really exciting to watch anyway. And that I think banking. the banking is, is so fun. It's so gets the adrenaline up. I think it would be sick to get the old one track, the old track back. I'm down. I'm down. Um, my last one is, um, facility updates should be outside of the cost cap. If your facility is significantly affecting your ability to develop and perform competitively. That's a great one, Jamie. That's so good. Because my guy, James Vowles, um, earlier this year pitched or, or basically asked the FAA to do this, basically asked the FAA, can I break the cost cap to start updating our facility? Because our facility certain elements of it are 20 years old. He was saying there were certain departments that were behind even what Mercedes was when he joined Formula One, like 20 years ago. And that's, you know, it's because this team had no cash for so long. Back to our call back to our Williams episode. Um, And it was denied. He was not allowed, like basically a, you know, allowance to break the cost cap. And I think that's ridiculous. Like, why is it, you know, some teams can start using their cost cap budget to work on the car the next year, but these teams that can't even effectively work on this year's car because of their facilities can't break the cost, can't, you know, get to work on that. Yeah. And it just hinders them next season. Yeah. Because then they have to still decide, are we going to do it? Are we going to put money into the car? Are we going to put money into the facilities. Exactly. Exactly. And then it's just, you know, we, we talk all 
all the time. And the FAA and Formula One talks all the time about getting racing closer together. And it's like, well, I think a pretty great way to try to do that is to let people have updated facilities. Yeah. So. That's a great rule, Jane. Great rule. That's my spiel. Now it's into the fun stuff. Now for some fun. I'm going to go in hot with that LL Cool J gets to announce drivers for at least two races a season. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was spectacular trying to have watch these guys figure out what to do. And also, they're trying to digest what LL Cool J had to say about them. And I, I think he did a phenomenal job. I think he pronounced everyone's names correctly. He did. Yeah. He did a really good job. So he should get a contract. I remember just watching that. Also, I was dressed up as Pitbull for that experience because um, it was the Miami race. And I just remember being like, this guy is crazy. This, not me, dressed up as Pitbull. This is wild and hilarious. And I feel like you can tell, you could tell which drivers were like, Ugh, I don't want to be doing this. But I, I would love that. I think we need to add a little bit more Zazz, you know, a little bit more. Yeah. I was trying to think of ones too that we can involve like the Dutch Grand Prix people because that oh, was yeah. so, like such energy. It was so fun. They had everyone dancing. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them. Let's Both bring them. the Dutch. Yeah. Combine them. Everybody. Yeah. Um, my first one is um, if you impede someone during qualifying that is more than five places below you in the championship, they get your car for the race. <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> Say it again. So if you impede someone during qualifying, like okay. you, you get in trouble for impeding during okay. qualifying. And the person you impeded on, so the person that you ruined their qualifying, is more than five places below you in the championship, then they get your car for the race because then, in theory, you could say that you have the better car and you are impeding them and it's not fair and you need to be nicer. I love it. <laughs> like, in theory, like, I don't know who's, who's fifth in the championship right now. Is it Lando? No. I only look at the constructors, honestly. Well, that's not true. Max, Checo, Lewis, Lewis, Fernando. Oh, yeah. George? Tra Carlos? Whoever's fifth in the championship, if, the, if Max impedes them during qualifying, then they get to drive the RB19 in the race. I think that's fair. Carlos is fifth. So yeah, so if Max impedes on Car impedes Carlos during qualifying and messes up Carlos's qualifying, then Carlos gets to drive the RB19. This would go all the way down the grid. So if someone in 15th impedes someone in 20th, they That's get crazy. Be like musical chairs. Yeah. Well, I think it's just Fernando was saying that they need we need to do something about this qualifying format, so I took matters into my own hands. <laughs> Jamie's just here to help. Exactly. Along. Okay. <laughs> so I have this, I need to preface this a little bit. That I have this theory. I don't know if it's a theory, but 
I think that we are desensitized to how hard things are. Like in the Olympics, we are judging people for falling off or stumbling on a beam when really we as normal average people, we could not do it. So combining a little bit of two things here. Before a GP, a celebrity gets to go and do a couple laps and it will kind of, it will show one, how hard it is. In an F1 car? In an F1 car, as safely as possible. There's no way that's safe. It is my world. And we will have kind of like in Top Gear, they have a leaderboard of who's the fastest and the slowest. So just each each country can nominate a celebrity from to do it. Who would our celebrity be? Kim Kardashian. I love this idea. I think safety wise, it might have to be more of like a simulator situation, but I still love it nonetheless. It, you know, it's kind of like when we made our own teams, right? It's Mm -hmm. our own little world. And this is in my own little world. It's your chosen reality. And I support you for for that. I love love being in a delusional state 24-7. My second rule um, is if you win a championship before the last race, then you have to pick the name of a super license holder that's not currently driving on the grid out of a hat, and they have to replace you for at least one race throughout the end of the season. So that we get more people opportunities to drive. I love that. That should be your serious one. (laughs) I love that. Like, come on, you know? I want to see more super license holders that are trying to get seats. Like, imagine how chaotic it would be if, like, this was a rule now. And Max picks the name out of a hat and, oh my gosh, it's Zach Brown's brand new enemy, Alex Pillow, who gets to drive in an F1 drive. (laughs) Like, that would be fun. That would be wild. Cause some drama. Exactly. Exactly. It would definitely make things interesting. Yeah. It would mess with seats for sure. Exactly. And, you know, you know me and my never-ending vendetta of, like, wanting more rookies to get seats so this is just another way to get that going another way to try to get what more rookies needs a seat this is just another way to try to get him a seat and i'll never stop never stop okay (laughs) moving on the 2019 rookies must do at least five media videos each season and i think that's i think that's i think that's reasonable (laughs) i think that's very reasonable I think that's good for the economy. It is. You know what it is. It's like that Max meme. It's an opportunity to sell. Yes. They could have merch, the three of them. We need to lean into it way more than they do. We need to see every, like, random challenge that comes through. They need to be doing it. We need another, like, I would be happy if we just made them recreate the Rookie of the Year video every year. (laughs) And I know they're like, they're not rookies anymore, but we can make it, uh, I don't know, what it, what year are they in? Fourth? Fifth? Well, Alex is lower than them yeah. by one. But yeah, I I want it. I think I five think. is more than reasonable. They are such a combo. Like truly that class of of drivers. I don't know how they, they got all of them together. Like that, the three of them together, I just can't. <laughs> 
They don't make rookie classes like that anymore. They don't. All the rookie classes are boring now. They're not boring, but this one is just so top tier. Yeah. I love it. I want to hear a rookie rap about their time at their team. Exactly. Like, it's too much much to ask. Same page, James. (laughs) It's not too much to ask. Um, All right. Well, my third one is I think in addition to the prize giving at the end of every F1 season, there should also be a tell all reunion a la Real Housewives. Can Andy Cohen? I Andy Cohen can host and we'll do all the normal like Real Housewives things, which Mm -hmm. if you are a motorsport fan and you don't follow um, Real Housewives, like they release the seating chart before a reunion. And that's um, how close they're sitting to Andy means like how well they did this season basically. And we could do that, but we could do like secret criteria. So it wouldn't necessarily be the order of the championship. You know, we could be like, who did the best on social media or something like that and design the seats. And um, it would just be, I think it would be really entertaining to give the drivers a platform to tell us what was really going on. Like, I want to know what Pierre was saying on that radio in Suzuka when he hadn't turned his radio on, but he was clearly really mad. (laughs) These are the types of things we could learn about. It would, it's essentially those driver meetings that we used to get in, Mm -hmm. in drive to survive on steroids. Yeah. Except with Andy Cohen there, like intentionally trying to fire. (laughs) Literally. So that's love. I think it'd be great. I think, I think be- it's my favorite one so far. <laughs> okay. This one. Okay. So Charles is n- no longer allowed to dress himself. Mm. We will provide him a stylist from now on. Oh, that's, yeah. my, that's my rule. That was, there was one like recently, I think it was his pants that he wore in Miami. He wore these like insane jeans. And I remember sending a, a friend sent me a screenshot of it and I just responded. I was like, we need to implement an approval process before he buys pants. Like this is just, he can't keep getting away with this. He was at, I don't know. I think he was on his yacht or something or whatever. And he had this nice suit on, but it was tied with a string. His his pants were tied with a string. Like, Like, what are you doing? And I will say, I feel like he has gotten better in recent years. Like you see some of his old stuff. The red on red. Oh my God. There's like this one where he was wearing like aggressively printed pants that like alone were bad enough, but then he wore it with like an aggressively printed shirt of a different pattern. And it was like, what, what are we doing here? You can mix patterns, but there's a way to do it. No, I would, I, yeah, he needs a stylist. It's kind of surprising that Ferrari hasn't been like, Hey, (laughs) like their whole thing is like, they have like this high fashion brand. Yeah. So I agree with that. Thank you. Um, my next one is, I think, this is similar to your LL Cool J idea, but I mm-hmm. think for Austin that the driver announcement should be done on horseback a la Wild Wild West Rodeo. They can all have like hats, cow- cowboy hats that are for each team. And then, you know, I think this does raise some safety concerns, but it'll be fine. There will be, there will be handlers there. Yeah, we could use the horse that Daniel used to enter the paddock last year. That horse seemed great. So we could just use that horse for everybody. 
I honestly thought about this, but I didn't know how to describe it. Yeah. So yeah, that I love this idea. And then it's like, yeah, though you, you and your horse curl energy can go. It's true. I am, you know, in retirement at the moment, Mm -hmm. have not pursued horse girl activities, but I could absolutely help them safety wise. Yeah. So I just think it would be, I want, you know what? I really, I, I just want to see all of the drivers try to ride a horse. I think it would be funny. (laughs) That would be really, really funny. Mm-hmm. just attempt it, it would, oh god yeah. that'd be scary okay this is the last one last one all drivers must do dramatic poses for the intro video example <laughs> pierre gasly charles and george we can't just have the three we need them all yes we need more um like that tiktok sounds like more passion more passion, more passion. More energy more energy <laughs> more footwork more footwork. yeah Let's make this, uh, let's, let's make this, take this so seriously that it gets a little weird, you know, yeah. like they all need to bring the George energy to it. 100%. And all these, these, these people who just copped out and just kind of walked up to the camera, uh-uh, we're watching you. The thing though, is I know, so right, if they did this, Lewis Hamilton would still look good. Yeah. Because his, he has some really intense ones that they clip out and show everywhere. And it still looks badass. Oh, yeah, because it's Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. some people would look crazy. Could you imagine, like, Daniel, for if they did it for next year, him trying to be, like, super intense and serious? I couldn't imagine. <laughs> well, he it, not even in the intro video now. He's smiling. Yeah. He's just, like, cheesing really hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could you imagine... Oh gosh, Yuki. I could. I think about it. I could. You could. You could do it. Yeah, he could do it, and he would rock it. It would be incredible. Who do we think would be the most? I think that there are several that would be not happy about having to do it. Um, I think it would take Lando many takes to be. I actually don't think it would because you'd be so pissed off that it would just come through. Yeah, you know? He'd be annoyed. So it would actually kind of work. It would work for him. <laughs> I think Oscar would struggle. Maybe Alex Albon mm-hmm. would struggle again because they're just, they like to smile. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. That would be good. Yeah. Let's, let's make, let's make the intros more camp. Yes. More, more, more <laughs> Met Gala, if you will. Exactly. Precisely. Um, my last rule okay. was also inspired by a recent race. Okay. But if a driver DNFs on their birthday, they get a spare car to keep going as a treat, a birthday treat. Because recently Esteban DNF'd on his birthday. And last year, Valtteri DNF'd on his birthday. And I, like, genuinely... It, like, actually affects me so much. Like, I can't. I don't know why that got me. But, like. <laughs> like, it really. Oh, my God. Do they get to wear, like, a birthday crown, too? Yeah, obviously. So then this is, this. there's, there's like, a whole birthday thing, right? Okay. So you, okay. get, you get a little um, sash that you wear for the driver's parade. And then your graphic 
for the starting grid will have like happy birthday. <laughs> but the really the biggest thing is I'm okay. And I, I am okay with drivers having bad races mm -hmm. on their birthdays, but DNFs is where I draw the line. You need to finish. They should, you should be allowed at least a second try. If you DNF on your birthday, Valtteri got beached lap one on his birthday last year. That's rough. What it, what would happen if it, it doesn't land on someone's birthday? Like, do they get to pick one that's closest to their birthday? Um, like, are you saying for people that have like winter birthdays? Yeah. No. Or say okay. someone's birthday's on the Wednesday. No. Only if it's on your birthday. If it's on your birthday. And this counts for all sessions. So say your birthday's on a Friday and you just have free practice, but you want to get more laps in in a different car, you can you can you can do that. It's your birthday. You're the birthday king and king or queen. So you are allowed to do whatever you'd like. Oh, fantastic. That's oh my god. <laughs> that is so that's you know what that is? That's the same energy of the dream team episode where you were saying I would be a terrible team principal because everyone would get to sleep. Everyone would get to drive. That's the same energy. Yeah. Like the whole, like one thing, if there's one thing that really doesn't work for me is it, it's when things are unfair in a way that I, I just, I can't do with this. Like uncomfortable life is unfair. You don't get to finish the race on your birthday. That doesn't work for me. You doesn't get to finish work. the race on your birthday. You get to finish. This is, this is like the same exact energy as if I was a team principal and we didn't have this role, I would be like, okay, we're going to call the other driver and change cars. <laughs> it's his birthday. Hey, come on. Sorry. Sorry. It's, not, it's his birthday. But that's all we have for you today. Um, enjoy the race this weekend. We'll be back to chat with you after. Um, that's it. Bye, everybody. Love you. Bye.